Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, John Schwab here, and welcome to episode 176 of the Curtain Call podcast. Curtain Call is the podcast that takes you deep behind the scenes of the theater world, bringing you in-depth conversations with the story makers that are shaping the future of theater today. We pull back the curtain to reveal the stories behind the stories, give you a glimpse into the backstage world like no other podcast does. So now to today's guest. I met Marcus Flanagan about a year ago, something like that. Uh, He was a friend of a mutual friend who was working out whether or not a potential move to London might be a good idea, a good thing. So we sat down over breakfast in Victoria and uh, and had a good chat and a friendship was spawned. Um, And now having made that leap to London, Marcus is fully immersed in the creative life here. He uh, teaches Meisner classes, as well as, you know, auditioning for theater, film, television, like all of us North American actors here in London. But Marcus doesn't like to sit still, as you will hear. Before Christmas, we met up and he told me about this crazy idea for writing, rehearsing, and performing plays all within the space of about 12 hours or so. I mean, it was nuts, but I was hooked. Marcus's same-day plays have their inaugural run at the Questers Theatre here uh, in London, just in Ealing, on March the 2nd, 2024, and all going well, it will be the first of many. And when he asked me if I'd be up for being one of the 10 actors on the day, I leapt at the chance. And um, and don't worry, I will put all the links to the same day plays in the show notes for this episode so you'll know where to go to get tickets and support this fantastic production. In this episode, Marcus takes us on his journey from an almost basketball player in high school to someone you have definitely seen on screens in shows like The Morning Show on Apple TV, for instance. So, uh, and now he's, he's running Same Day Plays here in London. It's quite a journey, and he's here to tell you all about it. Have a listen. You know, I don't like to beat around the bush here on this uh, podcast, Marcus. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to introduce my, my guest this week, um, the amazing, I mean, full of energy and doing loads of things, Marcus Flanagan. <laughs> How you doing, Marcus? Thank you very much for coming on the Curtain Call Podcast. Apparently, yeah, no worries. Apparently, I'm full of energy, man. That's, well, that's, you are, man. Listen, every time just... I see you, you've got something going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, we're going to get to uh, eventually what you're, you know, in the next 10 minutes, uh, you know, what, what you've got mm-hmm. going on in London on March the 2nd. But um, please let the let the guests and the listeners, sorry, not the guests, the listeners, please let the listeners know uh you know, what's your background, Marcus? Where, you know, wh- where did, where did you 
where did you come from for us to okay. meet in London in a couple of coffee shops? Yeah, that's really funny. Okay, yeah. Well, <laughs> isn't it lovely how the arts you can you can find yourself anywhere as an anywhere. artist. You know, yeah. that's the one thing I love about the arts. It's the great equalizer. I've said this a lot of times, you know, if I wasn't an actor, I would never have flown to Japan first class yeah. twice, you know, yeah. it just wouldn't have happened. I wouldn't have found myself in the rooms and around the people and in the situations I did had I not put my foot into the arts. I would have, that's you know, amazing. Yeah. You, you think about um, uh, uh, the access you get uh, and all because people accept you because you're putting out mm. something creative and they want to have a talk or chat or include you in their cast. And yeah. so y you end up in lovely situations. Uh, and uh, I didn't know that this was going to be my, my calling as Mr. Meisner puts it, but you know, what happened was in high school, I got, uh, I got, uh, uh, out of, out of, you know, bad situation, a really sad situation, getting cut from the basketball team. I ended up auditioning for at my sister's insistence, auditioning for the school play, which was, which was West Side Story. And, ah. and, 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 you know, to, to assuage my, my sadness over having been cut. I, I, I so I get on stage I get a part and, I, and I'm leader of the sharks, right? And I'll, I'm not a song and dance guy, but you know, it's high school, you're good enough. And, and I was tall, so I got a good part. And, and there you are. And there's a moment that happens where you do something on stage and someone in the audience reacts and, and you, be, you go from insignificant, mediocre high school person to yeah. here's a guy that just affected another person. And it was yeah. electric, right? So yeah. that's your spark that says, wait a minute, this is bigger than just, oh, there's people on stage dancing and singing. Actually, whoa, there's a, there's an equation here of, of right? We're, we're, we're transmitting uh, to each other and we're getting influence back and we're getting influence forward. Okay. So I then, you know, think maybe, maybe this could be, but there's no one in my family in the performing arts and I didn't have an easy connection to anything. So it just became exploring, you know, where could I go? What could I do? And I applied. I got into the neighborhood playhouse in New York City. I did my two years. I graduated with Mr. Meisner as my teacher. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. yeah I, was I mean, in that's, class. that's incredible. We'll have, to, we'll have to deep dive into that in a second. But yeah, carry yeah. on. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really blessed to have uh, to have had him in his last, um, really, maybe couple of years of teaching. Yeah. He, he didn't teach at the school full time after I left uh, the school. Uh, so... Um, I go from that to, you know, hustling to get my first agent, hustling to get my first, you know, audition and first callback and, you know, as actors do. So it was really, you know, just learn by doing for me. And um, of course, it makes you just really well-rounded and really grateful for everything that happens. And I've gone through all the ups and downs and then it's going to be life changing this job kid to, uh, yeah, yeah. They liked you a lot, but it's, it's not going to happen. They're, they're going with the guy that looks and sounds exactly like you, but not you, you know, and yeah. you, you yeah. just, you know, lose your mind with how does any of this make sense? And to this day, you know, it, it still has that quality. I was at an audition once with Adam Arkin. Um, oh, you know, bless him. Just passed. Love that man. No, no, not Alan, his son, Adam. Oh, his son, yeah, Adam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and Adam Arkin turns and says, yeah, this business, it's the only business in the world where every day you get to wake up and start all over again. Oh, what a and, great. Yeah. Because it started with him saying, they are in there right now auditioning Rip Torn, guys. They're <laughs> auditioning Rip Torn. God, this business, this business. <laughs> yeah, you know. so, oh, God. So it was that. It's, it's, it's been a full life of, I, I mean, I've written a book for actors and I started this play series and I've, I've, I've done, you know, uh, my own 
web series, my own uh, attempt at getting a film made. And um, yeah. I've sold two scripts. Um, you know, I've directed for TV. I've been on, you know, series. I've been on features with great directors. So it's it, it, I've run the whole gamut of it. And uh, um, back in the day, Mr. Meisner would say, this isn't really a vocation. It's a calling. And, right. and I, I really didn't get it. You know, I was just too young. I was, I was uh, nineteen when I went to. Yeah, the that's. Playhouse. I was gonna say, you know, yeah. at nineteen, I, I mean, I knew I loved acting. I was, I was acting in high school plays, or you know, when I was sixteen, seventeen, I was on, mm. you know, Far East Speech and Drama Festival. I was on a, you know, a stage in Korea at, as a fifteen-year-old doing scenes from I don't know Breakfast Club, whatever we went, whatever we took the Far East Speech <laughs> and Drama uh, yeah. Festival, um, but. Uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't know Meister. I didn't, I never heard of Meister, you know, cause oh we were just, I, I was too, like, I, I was too, I wasn't good enough to, uh, you know, try out for the basketball team. You know, I played football later on when I grew, I was just, t- I was a weedy little yeah. thing. Uh-huh. And then, um, and, but I love drama cause it was, it was fun. I don't know what it was. Yep. I don't know what it was, Marcus. Mm. Um, but mm. you know, what was it like going from that, but, you know, and studying with Mr. Meisner because now you're teaching Meisner. You're like mm-hmm. a Meisner uh, expert, know, guru, expert. expert. I, I want to say, I want to say guru, <laughs> something more than expert. It's somebody who yeah. actually passes along and mm-hmm. can take people through that technique. How does mm-hmm. one get to that, Marcus? You know, I didn't know who he was either. I, I, I left my high school and went to community college in, in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, because I, you know, that's what you did. Yeah. I didn't know what I was going to do. And the community college is where everyone really went for at least a semester to figure yeah, something yeah, yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, you know, I, I went there and I, I was, I was really lucky. I met a, uh, a teacher there who wasn't my teacher, but was in the department and taking these acting one in class movement, one class, you know, just the basics because what the heck? I'm bored. I might as well do it. And and, and I dropped out of geometry. It was so boring, you know. <laughs> Chemistry it was boring. So yeah. I'm taking these classes, and she pulls me aside and says, "You should go to the neighborhood playhouse." And I thought, playhouse? It's just where they do plays. Yeah, yeah that's how yeah, naive yeah. I was. So I said, yeah. "Oh, I, I don't know." And she said, "No, no, no." Sandy Meisner never graduated anyone who wasn't ready to go to work the next day. And right. so I said, "Oh," she said, "I'm going to write you a letter." The referral of it and i'm gonna you're gonna call you're gonna get your appointment you're gonna send your money and you're gonna apply it and I, I mean she was insistent right so i thought you know okay she must know better than me now uh they say no you're 19 we don't take 19 year olds we take graduates so 23 okay. 24 you know 22 minimum but you've got to go through some life you got to through yeah. college or something and yeah, so have something I, yeah and i say actually i'd like my interview i'm, I'm entitled to my interview yes you are but you know, Mr. Meisner doesn't really like, you know, they said you have to have a certain level of emotional experience and a 19 year old. I, said, okay. I, I, I right. get it. I get right? it. Yeah. I went and I made my case in that room with the now neighbor playhouse, no audition, just an interview, because ultimately Mr. Meisner doesn't care what you've yeah. done before or who's yeah. taught you how to perform. He wants to know what's yeah. going on inside. So you inside, get, yeah, you get this dialogue. I then get accepted. I go literally first day you know, waiting for the orientation, sitting in the uh, office. And I say to the administrator, this is how naive I was. I say to the administrator, um, we're going to go upstairs and get an orientation. And, and she says, yes, you are. And I say, oh, um, is uh, Sandy Meisner here? To, is she here? Are we going to meet um, Sandy? 
And the woman turns to me and she says, Mr. Meisner is here today and he, he, you will meet him and you will never, ever call him Sandy ever. His name is Mr. Meisner. Okay. And I say, it's a guy. And she says, yes, he is a guy. Yes. That's how naive I was when my, yeah. I, I, thought, I love Sandy. that Mark. Yeah. I love it. So, I get into this school and in walks this unbelievably old man with a cane, Coke bottle glasses. And I honestly think, wait, he's going to teach us? That guy's, that guy can't make it a, and then of course, the next two years becomes, that's the sharpest guy in the room. That guy is staggeringly sharp. He's really, really incredible. So blessed. Yes. So now when I go into rooms or places and I, London has a lot of Meisner teachers, um, very few have ever studied or been in a room with Mr. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe two that I've heard yeah. of. Maybe one, but most are a generation of. I learned from a guy who learned a generation from- apart. I mean, that's yeah. that's. Um, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's incredible. And yeah. um, hey, listen, guilty. I have not yet come down to your class. I'm going to come down no to your class. But no uh, you know, we we met through a mutual friend, Marcus, right. and right. Uh, only a couple. Uh, we've we've met twice. Uh, we met in a cafe in Victoria because it was like, hey, what's going on? What's the scene like here? And it was I, right. immediately was like, oh, I really like this guy. Mm. Um, and was, just kind was, of just yeah. the same kind of, I don't know, uh, uh, I like to call it a doer energy. Like you just do. You, you, you do. Right. You, you, you're front footed. You make that right. first call. You kind of go, look, if you don't ask, you don't get, hey, listen, let's just, ha- let's just meet because we were trying to make things work. It's like, Screw it. Let's just meet up for right. a call. Let's have breakfast, man. That's and right. Talk about the business. So yeah. um, that that was kind of the first time, and it was really good to chat. We kind of exchanged some names and things and, uh, mm-hmm. and numbers, uh, people who might be able to reach out because you were new to, to, to London uh, at that point, a little well, new to London. And well, now, I was trying to be new to London. And, well, and you, you were, tr- okay, yeah, you were, okay, you were part good. of my fact-finding in that I right. wasn't quite sure it would work or fit for me here. So I was. Right. I came to you with a lot of you know, inner tension, because if you had given me different answers, this idea of mine would have fallen flat, you know, and my idea was, you know, what do I do next as a guy that's been in New York and LA his whole career? And he's typically, you know, just a bit bored. I'm a bit bored with the routine. And you, you made it clear that, yeah, there's a, there's a possibility here, which made me say, okay, I can, I can move forward on this idea. But that's what that first one, you were really helpful. Oh, well, thanks, Mars. Well, listen, I, I was only honest. Uh, look, uh, um, you know, when, when people ask, uh, you know, people do ask about what it's like in London, like, Hey, these are the opportunities you can do it. it it's a hustle, but you can mm-hmm. do it. You know, you can make your life and living and have fun and, and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and get on West end stages and, and do voiceovers and video mm-hmm. games and, um, and then come up with ideas where people are willing to help you out and do things like same day plays. So the last <laughs> time we were we we chatted, you said I got this idea, John. We were in Baker Street, just around mm-hmm. the corner from Sherlock Sherlock's place, and you you just told me about this little idea, and I was like, oh my god, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, it's um, tell me tell me about same day plays. This is your kind of baby that you're bringing to life here in London in, in the first week of March. Uh, tell, tell me about it. Tell me the origin story. What, what is your superhero origin story for the same day? Plays? Cool. So, the, so I, I built this actually at a different theater company in LA, uh, about 20 years ago. And, uh, the idea then as it stands now, same. So what do we do if we want to have, uh, an opportunity as artists to test ourselves on our, our instincts alone. Just how do you build something where you do a play or anything? But for me, it's a play, right? Just pure artist instinct execution. 
And in trying to answer that question for myself, I came up with, what if you gave everyone a super harsh deadline? So they didn't have the luxury of any Ooh. time to do anything, but trust and go, trust and go. Whatever you have as an artist is going to show up right here, or you're going to learn you're not capable and this isn't your format. But the idea being, if a reasonable play in, in an unreasonable sh period of time, but everybody working together to understand this is going to, right? We're going to start these plays at 8.30 in the morning on a blank page. Yeah. No one knows what they're doing. They're not been written. The writers don't know who they're writing for. They get surprised. They choose randomly. So they can't even plan in any way, male, female, old, oh young. All they know is they're showing up with their intelligence and their keyboard, yeah. <laughs> computer. <clears throat> and I give them a theme. They also know it's going to be in the same set. So, right. you know, a coffee shop or a bus stop or they know that. Uh, and then they go and they have four hours to come up with a one act. And I limit them five, six pages because I only want an eight or 10 minute one act. I don't think we could really do. I think some writers could write 25 pages because they're just wild. But yeah, I have yeah, learned yeah. over time, the ones that go eight, nine pages, they just never come out. They just they just dilute. So, you know, a tight five, six pages. And then I put them back in envelopes. They're, they're blank, right? I put them in front of five directors and they randomly choose a cast. Oh and my God, so that is crazy. Directors and the actors don't know who they're working with, don't know what they're working on. They can absolutely open that up and be disappointed with the content. They still have to make a play that's going to yeah. go on, right? They start at one o'clock in rehearsal and the play goes on at 7.30. So they have about five hours. We tech. Wow. They can run mm -hmm. through a couple of, right? And then we, um, you know, curtain up at 730. And, and my thought was, A, it'll test everybody. It'll be like a gymnasium for every artist that wants to try uh, to see how far they can be pushed, A. And B, it'll create a community. It'll be a, this theater community of people. Not that, you know, they survive the place, but just that they agree on the day. Here And I make the rules pretty strict. You can't change the script. You can't cut the script. You can't yeah. paraphrase. And uh, directors, if they want to do anything change-wise, they have to get a consult with the, with the writer. Writers are not allowed to stay all day. They have to yep. just let go of their creation. Actors yep. have to be memorized and do it like any other play. So yep. there's no staged reading kind of feel, hold the script when you walk on. No. Um, everyone being tested makes everybody agree this thing has to come off and everyone helps everybody. There are assistant directors in the room to make the thing work quicker mm -hmm. and get props and get things. Um, and it's funny, when I started it, I actually um, thought it'd be funny to have then a family meal before we went on. And, <laughs> and I, I made everyone bring a potluck. And yeah. what I learned was nobody wanted to eat before they went on. It's no, so because you just want to vomit. Yeah. <laughs> you're, just, <laughs> you're just running the scene, running the scene, running, 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 yeah, running. Yeah, the, yeah. And, yeah. and uh, no one wanted to eat. Nobody was hungry. It's all about, yeah. you know, it's 730. We go. There's no time for anything yeah, else. So yeah. that that I learned along the way. There's no eating after, you know, you have lunch when they arrive and no one does anything but these plays. And, um, so you got to stock them with veterans. You got to stock them with people who have put time in on stage often, yep. you know, uh, inexperienced, younger, really ambitious, um, actors say, yeah, cause they can get on stage in one day. What yep. they don't know is how much uh, talent and, and skill you have to bring to something to pull it off yeah. in a day. And yeah. so that learned along the way that they flounder and suddenly yeah. the play is them just um, really bailing out. 
They're, they're really yeah. not even, you know, they're, they're overwhelmed. So it, it takes a high level of skill and, and trust. And so yeah. that's why it's all that's volunteer. A, that, There's that was no one's being be paid. My thing with trust. Yep. Yeah. 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 And, and so, um, someone did ask me, you know, cause look, I'm relying on people like you and other friends and, you know, my agent and, and I do have an agent now. And, and the question came back from, from one of them. Um, Hey, you know, since there's no money involved, how can I pitch this to make it worthwhile for that, mm. you know, the artist to, to attend? I mean, who's going to be there? Is there any casting directors? Or are there any uh, agents going to be there? And I said, okay, you're missing the spirit of it. It's not a showcase. It's for the actor to execute and test themselves. And it's a community event at here in Ealing. So um, if they're looking for a payoff, this is not the series for them that I, you know, yeah. just let them know. It's only for people who are into the uh, artistic exercise. Uh, I'm not doing this to get wealthy, rich or notoriety. I'm doing it to build theater community in uh, my new community. I mean, this is my new world. And I don't know a soul that's arriving besides you. I don't know anyone. I'm, I'm totally <laughs> leaping well, on faith. It is. It is. When you asked me, uh, would I be up for for doing it, either directing or acting? I was like, yeah, I, I would love. Now, I have directed. I've directed in the West End. I've directed regionally. I've, I've voice directed. But I, I've also been on. You know, my my thing was. Um, I've not directed under such tight deadlines <laughs> and, and pressure. I was like, okay, I I might crumple. But you know, uh, acting wise, man, listen, we we've all been on set. We have all been given yep. a three page scene with an hour not even in the makeup yep. chair like here yep. are your new lines here's this three or yep. four piece eight. let's go and and do it and if, every time if you can't do it you're costing a production company hundreds of thousands of dollars and they you know? Let you so know. Let, let's get yep. going and um and but i was just like yeah and i put I, I put it out to some friends writers and, and the amount of people who went oh i'm so in this yeah. is exactly <laughs> what i've been yeah. waiting like i mean this is yeah. a, a phenomenal thing and i just i was overwhelmed by the response of people who just went, yeah, 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 me, me, yeah, me. And it's the people that got in touch with you straight away. And, and you know, mm -hmm. uh, a friend of mine, David Spicer, who has written a podcast series I've done, but I've also directed two of his plays, one in the West End, one regionally, and and directed a couple of more workshops of his stuff. He, he went, he just was like, yes. And he jumped in and I, I love that. And how, how, what was the response from the call out like? Because I, I, I think just... I think David's was the best when he said, John told me about this idiotic idea that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I'm in. So, so it was. It, that it sounds was just, like yeah, David. It was just so good. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he gets it. Um, not yeah, one person, yeah. um, luckily, you know, in maybe your description or or their enthusiasm, but not one person asked me about money, about if there was any money available, the stipend coming, can I get? Everyone just said, sounds exciting. I'm in. So that was, yeah, um, yeah that was the number one thing. This thing sounds really wild. I'd love to take part. Yeah. And in, in my, um, you know, trying to be the good producer, uh, trying to comfort and make sure everything is right and not hurt feelings because you're asking mm. favors of people. Yeah, yeah. The nice thing is you just got to show up. There's nothing to prepare. Yeah. There's nothing to worry about. You just show up. So people yeah. can, you know, come with the comfort of, I, oh, it is a day. Yeah. You only put I, it I, in a day. I love this. I, what I, the one thing that was really cool was that you're like, all right, John, the one thing you've got to do is stand by your wardrobe. And at some point in the morning, you're going to get a call that says, Right. bring this right. and it's just like 
I'm fucking so jazzed right now. This is like the coolest thing. It feels like um, this message will self-destruct in three seconds. Exactly. You know, it's just yeah. one of those things. I was like, it's this, so is, funny. this is genius. It's genius. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. It's exciting because even, and, and the audience gets on board because I, you know, before I step up and I say, you've seen the name, but listen, none of this existed before 8.30 this morning. You're seeing perhaps the very first run through of this play right now that didn't exist except for this actor, this actor, this writer, and this director. All of this was built for you right now. And we have no idea what it is or how it's going to come out. The audience <laughs> leans in because they now realize they're part of this. They're not just yeah. a spectator. They're actually, the biggest part of the equation is it's all okay in the rehearsal room. But when it's in front of us, what are we going to get? And no one knows. No, There's no previews. There's no nothing. So yeah. <laughs> that idea that, and I call it the freshest theater in London. It's the most, yeah. it's the closest thing to an absolute execution uh, of everyone's uh, gifts and talents and, and skills uh, right there in front of you one time. And then they go away. We never do the plays again. Next time we do them five different, maybe same writers, five different, five different, 10 different actors. Every single time, the yeah. idea theoretically is we will have a completely different, but fresh, interesting product. Yeah. And the great thing is it, it theater anyway is ephemeral in its, in its nature. And, you know, and, and, you know, every, no one knows what the world is going to be like from day to day. Mm. Is there going to be conflict? We know that. Is it going to be joy somewhere? Yes, we know that. So what mm. the writers bring to it is going to be different from month to month, of course. And listen, Marcus, I am so excited to be part of this. I um, bless you. Thank you. My, I'm, you're on my gratitude list today for asking me to do it. Um, I, it's my, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, am, I, I would be lying to you if I wouldn't say that I'm a little bit uh, ang anxious, but for me, if I wasn't anxious and and had the mm. and I'm not talking about nervous, I'm talking about anxious. I want to do it the best I possibly can. There's no there's no nerves. It's anxiety to do it right. The day I lose that's the day I'm going to stop acting. Yeah, yeah. It's, it becomes uh, becomes boring. Yeah, boring. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, but I I would urge anyone listening to this to if this interests you to definitely um to 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 look out for it. And what I will ask you now, Marcus, is. When's it happening? Where is it? Where is it going on? And how do people get tickets? And how do people tell their friends to and their friends of friends to to, to attend? Excellent. Because this is a great. This is the progenitor of something I see happening again and again. Because it's so exciting. It's my hope that yeah, we become a series. The series that I you know that I did this in L.A. Like I said, it's been running for nineteen years. It's done. They've done it two hundred and twenty-seven times at this this theater. I was I was part of. I'm a founder of and. 27 times over about 18, 19 years. Um, so it works, you know, it can work as a monthly series. Um, we will do this for the first time in, in London, same day place, uh, March 2nd. Curtain goes up at 7.30 at Quester's Theater in Ealing. And you can get tickets by going to samedayplays.com. You'll see a description and it's a simple one page. I just built it you know, web builder that I am, uh, but there's a <laughs> ticket, ticket link and an, and a description, um, uh, that, you know, that's all I've got for now. It, it just doesn't have a lot of photos and a lot of, um, interviews and such to post as, as would be smart on social media. I just don't have it yet. And you know, it's a real bootstrap thing. I have the drama studio of London is, uh, also helping with sponsorship in that we're going to be rehearsing 
you know, I got to rehearse five one act plays simultaneously. Right. So you need, you need space. Um, the students, cause I do teach there occasionally. And, uh, so I have, I have students that I've taught there. Um, they're volunteer students that are going to be the, you know, volunteers on the day, uh, be in the rooms watching the rehearsal process. <laughs> so we'll be at DSL during the day. Questers at seven 30 and, uh, perhaps I'll get a breakfast time sponsor. I'm, into it, but I can't name names because no one said yes, but a place because the writers all sit in the same place with me and write. They don't get to write it at home and send it in. It's the idea of community. You come yeah. to the place. Love they it. also then sit in on the table read. So they they hand the play in and then they go sit in rehearsal. They have to be around. And that's the idea. We're just, we come together and in this oh, ealing triangle, you know, uh, we're going to build this uh, this day of theater that I'm I'm very excited to see how it differs from my LA experience, my American actor experience. I'm very very curious about that, and again, f with people I don't know, just everybody I used in LA oh. were all friends over my tw yeah. you know thirty years of doing it. But yeah. here, everyone's a stranger to me. Well, it, you know what? It's but the the, the way is you is the, the way you find London is I, I find the London theater scene amazing. I've always felt at home here. And uh, I can't wait for you to experience that theater community that you're hoping to to create as well, and 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 be part of. Marcus, man, listen, thank you so much for coming on. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I, I will put all this information in the show notes, and uh, and you'll be with all the links to tickets and links to the the plays and, and everything else. And uh, I mean, you've been a big help, brother. You've oh, been a no, huge listen, help. No, it's it's my my pleasure, and I cannot wait. Marcus, thank you so much. No worries. Thank you, man. Okay. actor and Same Day Plays founder and producer, Marcus Flanagan. You can find out more about Same Day Plays by visiting samedayplays.com. And just before we go, if you want to reach out to me, you can find me on all the socials at John Schwab. That's at J-O-H-N-S-C-H-W-A-B. And it just gives me great pleasure to thank Marcus Flanagan for being an incredible guest and also asking me to take part in the inaugural Same Day Plays. I am I'm a little nervous uh, or anxious. I'm not nervous, I'm anxious because I want to get it right. Uh, but I'm so glad he asked. And once again, thank you to Sure Microphones for being our equipment sponsor on this podcast. Lastly, thank you for listening. Speak soon and stay safe. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.